0: So this week we have uh, a guest and uh, I'll let him introduce himself and we're going to talk about kind of like camping all over the place, probably, and just kind of see where it goes. Um, So Chris, I'll give you the floor. Uh, Tell me a little bit about yourself, why you like camping, why you like getting outdoors. Uh, If you have that one moment in your life that really sticks out in your mind, like this is why you do it. Uh, This is what you really enjoy getting outdoors for. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. So uh, I guess I'll I'll give you the the mic.
1: So, uh, well, hello. My name is Chris Conley. Um, uh, Yeah, I guess to answer that question, um, it's a good question. Um, My love of camping really started um, the first time I went camping with my dad. Um, I was uh, about eight years old. And, uh, he took the family on a camping trip. We lived in Corpus Christi, Texas at the time. And, um, we were camping in a, it was like an RV park, but, uh, we had because you know, some people had, um, older, like the old Winnebago, you know, RVs. And we had, uh, we had a primitive tent. So we were tent camping and, you know, he would do the, you know, campfire story thing and, you know, scare scare us to death and, uh, you know, with ghosts and creepy things crawling around the woods. And uh, um, shortly after telling one of his stories, um, there were these strange, squealing, scary noises all around the campsite. And a pack of javelinas had. Made its way through the campground and, uh, which are, you know, essentially boar, right? Wild boar. Yeah. And we, as a kid, we ran inside and, um, you know, I was, I was scared. But at the same time, I thought it was the most exciting thing ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, as scared as I was, it was, it was, it, it, the, you know, the desire to be outdoors and, and experience nature, you know, that really, you know, left a mark on, an indelible mark on me. And, uh, you know, I had kind of, that's where the yearning to go camping was born. And uh, as I got a little older, and um, was able to kind of venture out on my own uh, as, a, as a young teenager. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to live out west out in San Diego and got to spend a lot of time mountain climbing, and, and, and I used to solo camp um, out in the mountains. And, uh, you know, I, I remember the first time going outside and looking at the stars and, and seeing like, you know, cause there's no city lights out there, and uh, seeing so many stars that I couldn't even recognize the constellations that you, were, that you would typically see. And uh, it was like you could reach out and, and and grab one of the planets because you could tell they were actually closer than the background stars. That's how clear it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool. And 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 so as, as I became an adult, and uh, I've always you know um, tried to keep my love for the outdoors alive by by you know learning how to fish and, and go kayaking and now that I live in Florida. You know, I try to spend as much time out on the water as I can and uh, so I happen to have a good friend of mine who enjoys um, being outdoors as much as I do and uh, so every now and then we get together and we'll take the kayaks and uh, we'll, we'll actually go on a little expedition and uh, um, we'll go down to the Everglades for example and, and paddle out to a remote island and camp out there for a few days and all primitive camping. That's kind of what I prefer. And, you know, we'll spend the weekend fishing and and camping. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it.
0: So now, um, you've obviously, you've camped out west. You've camped kind of like Midwest. You've camped in Florida. Uh, Where would you say your favorite place to go camping would be?
1: Well uh that's a tough one um because i really enjoyed camping out in the everglades um and and, and that's a story we might get back to <laughs> yep. it's an interesting one <laughs> the uh but i would have to say out west actually i i, I really love the mountains i really love the, the the clear you know cool nights and you know it's, it's not as humid so the, the high mountain air you know there's just something very refreshing about being at altitude, camping out, um, seeing the stars like you can, there's there's no light pollution. I'd have to say, you know, out out west is probably my favorite place.
0: I know one of the first places that I ever kind of camped at was in uh, Navajo Indian Reservation when I was 14, um, out near the uh, Grand Canyon. And I remember one night I was just kind of like up on top of this mesa Uh, the fire was going down and I'm just like lying down in the sand, like staring up at the sky and, uh, I was 14 years old. I'm 35 now. So it's been 21 years since then, but I still get nostalgic about it. It's still like one of those memories and that I have that I don't think I'll ever forget. And so out West for me is like, just, it stands out in my mind right before I went out, out West, I spent, uh, two to three weeks in, uh, in, not the Everglades, but it felt like it for sure. It was uh, um, on the other side, out near almost like Edgewater. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, I was out there, and the first night that I got there, I set up my tent, and like two hours later, first off, I set up my tent at like 1 o'clock in the morning, and two hours later, uh, I could hear other campers like screaming because the rain was so heavy it was collapsing their tents. And so you're 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 sleeping in the tent, and then all of a sudden you're drowning. <laughs> uh, so I, I it, it was definitely memorable. Um, but then I took a bus out to uh, out to Arizona, and I just fell in love with the West. You know, I I fell in love with the desert. I fell in love with the canyons and the mountains and everything that are out there. So hiking hiking and camping in Florida. Um, it's kind of something that I like. Just for me, for my emotional state, I need to get outdoors as often as possible. Uh, but if I lived out west, sometimes I feel like it would be um, just that much more enjoyable. But you never know. I mean, nostalgia plays a big part in the, in your memories.
1: Absolutely. There, uh, there's another trip that I thought of when you were when you were telling me about the rain that. that uh... My wife and I went camping in uh, the Catskills in New York, and you know this is one of those those amateur moments. You know, we, we, we were in the Catskills, and, and it was this beautiful grassy area. You know, it was brighter green than everywhere else around, and I was like, "This looks like a nice soft place to pitch a tent." And mm-hmm. so we put our tent up there. We went hiking up near Bushkill Waterfall, and you know, it was such a great day, and we came back to the campfire, and, and, and then, you know, we started getting late after chatting with some friends, and we went to sleep. And it began to rain. And it rained, and it rained, not real heavy, but steady. And about, oh, I'd say probably three, three o'clock in the morning, I distinctly remember waking up shaking, freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Realizing that my my rather old school um, sleeping bag is now completely soaking wet, ah! Oh. And essentially, we had put our tent in the creek bed. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why the grass was so green. <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, I think every place, you know, I would agree with you. I really like the openness of, it, of being out west. It, it, it does something almost to your soul, you know. Yeah. You feel a true, a true sense of freedom. But I think every place, you know, um, has its unique experience. And, uh, you know, I truly love the water. And so um, as much as I love the mountains, I like the water. And, and camping, you know, in Florida... I don't think I'd opt for, say, you know, although I'd, I would like to do it sometime, I, I don't think I would prefer it would be to go to like Ocala National Forest or something like that. But, um, being near the beach and camping along the beach is, is a pretty unique experience. And, and here in Florida, we obviously have some pretty, you know, we have some beautiful beaches. And oh, so, definitely. so, you know, um, about a year ago, you know, uh, my friend Greg and I um, took a kayak trip down to the Everglades National Park, and uh, um, we decided to go in April. Um, we felt that February was going to be too cold. I'm kind of saying that tongue in cheek, but you know, it's Florida, so you mm-hmm. acclimate. You know, cold here is you know when it's below seventy, it's chilly. Exactly. So, so you know, we thought February was going to be too cold. And the fishing is really better in April anyway. So, um, so we decided to go in April and the weather had been pretty nice several weekends in a row. We, we planned this out, you know, I mean, we, we probably had like, you know, a month long ex, you know, a month long expedition's worth of gear on us, you know, for a two night trip. (laughs) And so our kayaks are, you know, pretty much packed to the gills. I mean, my friend even put like a solar charger for his battery on his kayak and you know he had this little solar array mounted to the back of his kayak and you know it it was it was pretty comical actually. But uh so you know it was like it was about a six mile paddle out to uh, Picnic Key. And um it was absolutely gorgeous. We go out there and it was beautiful. And uh um you know, like I had said, the weather had been beautiful, and, and what do you know? Uh, we get out there, we got out there at the right time, um, the, the, um, the tide had fallen back a little bit, so we could kind of see where the high, new high water line was, so we knew where to put our tents up. What we didn't know is that when you get out of the kayak and you step into the, into the you know, sand on the beach, when the water recedes... Uh, basically it becomes a giant mucky uh shorefront of quicksand. Mm-hmm. So we had to tread about, oh I don't know, hundred yards or so in the mud and to drag our kayaks across the mud to get up to the <laughs> to the shore. And uh yeah it was it was easily a uh, hundred yards. And mm-hmm. um but we put our tents up and got everything all set up and we set up a little, little campfire and uh, um, we had some drinks so we, we set those up and we kind of we got the whole place up and, and it left us enough time to really enjoy sunset and uh, as soon as the sun started to go down the, the, the breeze had stopped and what I didn't know about April and the Everglades was that it is also uh, a wonderful time for no to come out.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: Uh, and and so I hadn't—I you know, living in Florida, I know what no are. I've been bitten a few times. You know, uh, being out at the beach, I had no idea that that no would come out by the trillions. And I had packed for it. I did have a, a, a little net and, uh, uh, some long, you know, long sleeve shirt and long sleeve pants. But these things would find any little nook and cranny that you had anywhere in your clothing. And, and so imagine wearing this face net and having, you know, a hundred or so noceums flying around on the inside. Yeah. And kind of trapped and, uh, so, you know, the bug spray thing, blah, blah, blah. My friend Greg, uh, he didn't bring as much protective gear, so he, he retreated to his tent while I sat outside by the campfire by myself. And then it finally got dark, and the wind actually picked up a little bit again, so it wasn't as bad. So, uh, yeah, we hung out for a bit, and uh, we went to bed. And it's another... Three o'clock in the morning story. I wake up shivering, freezing to death. At night, a cold front had come through that you really didn't anticipate making that, you know, making it down that far south. And the temperature dropped to about thirty-eight degrees. Yeah, and you know, our, our, our tents and sleeping bags were all rated to like fifty. You know. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the coldest I've ever been in Florida. And this was all the way down in the Everglades. I,
0: I was lucky enough. I, I knew that there was going to be a cold front a couple of years ago when I was heading out camping. Uh, it was like the second week of January. And I, I swear it's it's winter in, in Florida. Like, there's two weeks in January where you know that uh, on on the news they're going to be talking about spraying water on the strawberries so that they don't get frostbite. And that's that's right around the time that I really really want to head out into the woods, and uh, I went out there. And I know one morning I woke up; it was twenty nine degrees outside, mm. and I was I was loving it because I have a four season hammock, and I I w- went with a uh, a wool blanket, and I have I, I was ready. I was ready for there to be a blizzard in, Flo- in Florida. Uh, but that's just me coming from, from the North up in Connecticut. So when I, when I get down here and the temperature drops, I'm, I'm just like fiending for it. I have to get outdoors, you know?
1: Yeah. The, uh, you know, so, um, that trip, that, that trip turned out to be, um, one of those epic trips, um, as cold as it was, you know, we, we made it through the night and then (laughs) We did a couple things. First, we moved our tents further away from the mangroves because we realized the noceum was like the mangroves. Yep. And we moved the fire a little closer to the tents, not close enough to be a problem, but, you know, a little bit closer so you could feel the warmth. And, uh, um, we, you know, brought our extra gear out and bundled up. And the second night out there, um, because we were a little more prepared for it, um, you know, we had all day to kind of get prepared that day. Um, we were able to sit outside and enjoy, you know, this this the sky, the stars at night were were really something something I've never seen in Florida. And, you know, we have such high humidity; you don't really get to get to uh, um, see as many stars. And you know, you've known me for a long time. One of my hobbies is astronomy, so so I really uh-huh. enjoyed the view. And we decided after a day of fishing that, uh, you know, we caught some fish and we, we kept some for, for some, uh, live bait. And, uh, we decided, to, you know, hey, well, while we're sitting around the campfire, we'll, we'll, we'll take a fishing pole and we'll hook up some live bait. And I took my kayak and paddled it out into the water and kind of set it out there and then paddled back in. And so it was, you know, a hundred yards or so out and, uh, you know, um, when I was in my kayak I, my my paddles were you know really touching the ground the whole time. That's how shallow it was um so if I stood up, you know it probably would have been you know maybe knee deep at the most mm-hmm. um so we were sitting around the campfire, we ate some food, we were really enjoying ourselves, and I put a little bell on my fishing pole so I could hear it, you know like a cowbell, yep. Now, about 10 o'clock at night, the bell starts dinging, and I'm like, oh, I must have a fish on, you know. So so I start reeling this thing in, and uh, it is like pulling a truck tire through the mud. I'm like, what in the world did I hook? And I'm thinking it's not even a fish. I'm thinking maybe it is a truck tire <laughs> yeah, or, or something. So, And it's pitch black, right? All we have is our little campfire, and it's the only thing that's lighting the beach. So, so
0: all that gear and no no headlamps or anything. Well, we
1: had them, but we weren't using them. You know? Yeah. Um. So you know, uh, we eventually did, but so we so I start reeling this thing in, and, and as it's getting shallower now, it's probably ankle deep, right? It's pitch black. I mean, you can't see anything in the water, right? And all you hear is this splashing like crazy. And wow, what is this? A stingray or something? You know. I finally get this thing up to the beach and it's about a five foot shark. Oh my goodness. And this thing, I mean, it's as big as we are, if not bigger. I'm like, oh my, what are we going to do? You know, and of course, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a conscious angler, so I, you know, I release everything that I catch. And so as I'm getting this thing up on the beach, I'm like, how am I going to get this thing back out in the water? And as we got it up to the beach, um, we got our, our headlamps, and this thing turned out to be a tiger shark. Oh, man. And I, I, I was speechless. I couldn't believe it. I didn't even know tiger sharks existed, you know, in Florida. I thought that yeah. was a Hawaii thing or something, but, but apparently they do. And uh, it was about five feet long. It was a, a, you, know, you could see the stripes. I mean, it was really something. And so of course then we immediately were like, Oh no, you know, we gotta get this thing back out in the water right away. And 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 oh by the way, how do you do that without getting eaten, you know? Yeah. Which it you know, it it, it it wasn't sitting there trying to bite or anything. It just was like, Hey, I'd like to go back in the water, please, you know. So so then I'm like, Okay, now I gotta get the hook out. How do I do that without losing a hand? And uh you know, fortunately, I had the right stuff, so I was able to get the hook out, you know, without without a problem. I just snapped it in half and, like, kind of pulled it through so it didn't really injure the shark, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we kind of got behind the fins and just kept shuffling the thing out until it... It really didn't take much water. I mean, it was probably, like, as deep as your foot, and that thing, you know, was able to get enough purchase on the ground to kind of wiggle itself back and forth, and it, as soon as it could... Put its nose underwater. Boom! It just started going for it and took off. And we just sat there in astonishment until, you know the next hour, just like, can you believe it? You know, wow, that was really something.
0: Yeah, in the middle of the night, pitch black. All you hear is a is a bell, and all of a sudden you caught a tiger shark. And and
1: then the reality hit that I was just walking around in that water two hours before. Yeah, I was like. Boy, you're really out there in the wild. You don't realize how wild it can be when it's, you know, so close to home. Yeah. uh, Boy, I'll tell you, I mean, that's a, that's a trip I would recommend to anybody. If you get the chance to go down to the Everglades, you should definitely go. Um, there's, you know, we were, we were technically in the 10,000 islands, you know, right, right outside of the park there. And, uh, um, there's just so so many places to explore we barely scratch the surface and it's just all beautiful on you know seemingly untouched um landscape it's, it's really something so if you like kayaking and you like camping you can take a boat too but you know there's something about being so you know in a kayak you're you're kind of closer to nature you're
0: right on the water and you're in control and everything
1: yeah it's a, it's a it's a nice trip and yeah the services there and uh, that they offer through the ranger station that's gonna uh, help you where to go and parking. You know, it's it's, it's quite convenient. So you know, camping in Florida is fun too.
0: Oh yeah, um, I know. Like I head out to Mayaka River State Park quite often, and uh, if you can get away from the crowds, there's thirty seven something miles worth of trails out there. Um. <clears throat> And, and if you get out there, if you actually go and check the trails out, uh, you can go for a very long ways without seeing a single soul and uh, just kind of disappear. I always kind of daydream about, you know, if uh, I think it, I, I think it might just be a, a guy thing. Uh, you know, you, you, you think what's going to happen in the end of the world? Like, where would I go? And my River State Forest is actually one of those places on my list of of uh, places that I, 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 I would consider.
1: So can you
0: bring a dog up there? Uh, there are two There are two main Mayaka forests. Uh, one is Mayaka River State Park, uh, which you can bring a dog to the cabins, but the dogs aren't allowed inside the cabins, which I think is just so backwards. Uh, dogs cannot go in the primitive camping areas at all. So basically all the miles and miles of trails that you have access to, your dog does not have access to at Mayaka River State Park. Uh, the other uh mayaca is Mayaka state forest which is down near Inglewood and you are allowed to bring your dog down there um and i highly recommend it especially if you can get the the river uh campsite mm-hmm. it's like right on it's right on the water you can you can actually reserve it and kayak to it you don't have to hike to it you can actually kayak to it mhm oh, cool uh, and it's it's definitely it is it's by far their most uh, scenic one. Um, I had put some f- pictures of because uh, I went I went to that site in February and I brought my dog, um, <clears throat> and so I, I snapped some pictures, put them up on Facebook, and, and shared them with people. And uh, it's it's beautiful. This one this one site is so much nicer than the other ones. It's kind of it's crazy because I was able to get the sites. Uh, very last minute when prior, uh, every time I called previously, they said, oh, it's going to take a couple of months for reservations. Wow. Whereas like other sites, you call them up and you say, hey, can I get this site? And they're like, yeah, that one's free. Uh, you can have it tomorrow night if you need it. And this past February, I called up to get the site I usually get. And uh, they said, actually, you know, the river one is available tomorrow night if you want it. I was like, done. Just give it to me nice so So, can you can you bring a boat up to it yeah there's a dock at it and everything oh wow yeah it's the it like i said it's it's the nicest one you can actually uh if you go on if you look at like google maps you can do like a satellite view and you can actually see the dock right there uh at the site um and it's 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 a beautiful area and like i said you can bring your dog um and if you have a good dog that will stay close to you off-leash. I know no one's going to say anything. My, dog, my dog's a good dog, but uh, there are armadillos out there. There are uh, rattlesnakes out there. Um, there are pigs out there. It is hunting season there year-round for pigs. Oh, right. Which is also kind of a... I mean, it's a bummer. Uh, I've woken up there to gunshots that were not far away from a designated camping area, which is where I was. And I've woken up, gotten out of my tent and I found brand new shells, not 25 feet away from my tent. Yeah. That's not cool. No. So there's definitely a give and take. And I mean, I don't think I'd ever have a problem where I was accidentally shot or anything like that (laughs) over there. I, I, I really don't. I, I, I'm i comfortable enough there where I don't think I would have that kind of an issue. Right. My my issue over there would be my dog got the scent of an armadillo and disappeared.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. my problem, you know, right? I have two great Pyrenees, my problem would be every, every animal and gunshot sound they heard, they'd be barking for hours which probably would make others not very
0: happy. You're not going to see other people though. Well, that would be good. Yeah, I, I've I've only I think I've only camped near near one person over there. I've gone there probably half a dozen times. Um and I've only ever been at a camp spot once where there was another person there. And it was actually part of the inspiration for the podcast, because we just kind of sat around the fire and we just shared campfire stories for about two hours. Oh that's great. That's yeah. great. yeah. I mean when you when you're when you're out in the woods and you just kinda of bump into someone, uh and you can sit there and just kinda of share campfire stories. I mean, that that is uh for me, it's it's just I, I wanna go outside, I wanna get out into the outdoors, I want I wanna have some solo time, you know. But at the same time it's 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 nice finding someone who uh likes to get outdoors as well, you know what I mean? And just be able to sit around a campfire with a complete stranger. And, uh, and and be able to share some crazy stories, you know, and the guy was the guy was in his 40s or 50s and he was telling me how he worked at some place and he helped clear out like old forests and whatnot and uh, like turn them into like not 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 like state forests or anything like that, but turn them into like parks and whatnot. And he, he used to help volunteer doing that kind of stuff. And he used to work on a on a crew that did it professionally as well. So it was just it was just interesting stories. You never know what kind of a person you're going to meet in the woods. And I like to think that most of the people I'm going to meet in the woods are decent people. Uh, I haven't come across uh, anyone that I thought was going to be dangerous, you know. And that's what they always say, you know, like it's not so much the animals that you have to worry about. It's the crazy people that live out there, or get out there and whatnot, you know.
1: Yeah, I fortunately have never experienced that myself. I've, you know, you hear those stories, and you know, I think the reality is that's, that's probably few and far between, and maybe where you go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, you're in the woods in North Carolina, there's a lot of people that actually live out there, and, 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 and that's where they live. Um, you know, they live on the trail, and you know, it's a completely different lifestyle, but you know, most Places you go camping, and I think the people that are there are to do that very thing get away from it all and get back to nature and enjoy the outdoors. But, yeah, um, I think it's a special experience though. You know, I know you've camped with your dog uh, before, and uh, I haven't had the opportunity yet to uh, to take my two Pyrenees out. and They, they love the outdoors, um, of course, they can't handle the heat very well, so um, I'll have to pick up. Pick a time where I can find a place where dogs are actually accepted.
0: Right. Well, like like I said, uh Mayaka State Forest, they're they're definitely welcome there. Um if you do get that one campsite that I told you about, um most of the hunting is much much south from there. It's like several miles south of there. Mm-hmm. Uh in the and the trail, you could easily get away with just over two miles to hike to the thing if you were gonna hike it. Um, and where you could, you could kayak to it or canoe to it as well. Yeah, that, that, that would
1: really be, you know, what I'm thinking is my, uh, you know, the site, the site that you can pull a boat up to, you know, it's another thing I'd like to do is get them out on the boat and, you know, being able to pull up to a campsite right on the, right on the water you know, by boat is, uh, you know, it's kind of a unique experience. Yeah,
0: and they have they've got a fire pit right there. They have a uh, a a grill right there, so I mean, you can go out there. You can put a cooler on your kayak and bring some meats along and some beers or whatever, and then just go go enjoy yourself and let the dogs run around.
1: Makes me kind of want to pack my bags and go now.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. Just talking. The last couple of weeks, like, I haven't, I haven't had a good camping trip since uh, beginning of February. So now it's, it's, I'm hitting a two-month mark, and I, I'm planning a really cool trip next month. Uh, my, my little brother and possibly my brother-in-law will be uh, driving down from Connecticut, and I'll be driving up to North Carolina, and we're going to try to do the Pisgah National Forest. So... That is going to be my Memorial Day weekend. Last year for Memorial Day, we went up to the Red River Gorge in Kentucky. Wow. Nice. Yeah. If you haven't ever checked that place out, definitely go check it out.
1: No, I haven't been there. I've heard about it, but uh, I haven't been there. And uh, You know, we did take our dogs, uh, not on a camping trip, but we, we, we rented a cabin up in upstate Georgia and... Uh, you know, you we know, were traveling, you know, through the Smoky Mountains and through Cherokee, North Carolina and through the Manpahalla
0: through River Gorge or... Yep. And and that one is uh that one is actually really close to the uh Pisgah National Forest. That, that place was just
1: something else and, and I couldn't I couldn't help but want to go back and, and think about camping out there.
0: Um, like once every year or so, Jesse and I, we go and we we rent a log cabin up there, uh, like Home Away or VRBO, like vacation rentals by owner, and we head up there, and we just rent a log cabin out in the middle of nowhere, and we just chill.
1: Mm. I need a vacation. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so everybody get out there, go have some fun, go enjoy the outdoors. Uh, I hope this story was able to... Uh, just kind of inspire you to to go see what you can do. Maybe you don't catch a shark. Maybe you uh, maybe you just catch some fish. Maybe you just have a great dinner. Maybe you just come back with some fun stories, uh, or maybe you come back with an epic story. Um, hopefully, hopefully this, like I said, inspires you to get out so outside, go do something fun, uh, go see the world, go see what's available to us to to enjoy in America and other countries around the world there's so much to go see um you can find us again on itunes you can find us on google play uh tune in we're getting all over the place if you like it um give us a review on wherever you wherever you see our podcast um tell your friends we have a facebook page you can email us if you have a great story that you want to share that you think uh would be interesting for other listeners. Uh you can always hit us up on uh the website, dot 9com uh, You can email us at uh and at gmail dot com. And uh you can leave a comment on the website. We're always uh we're always looking at people's comments and and uh emails and whatnot. So again, we will see you next time. Enjoy your uh, time outside, and get outside as much as you can. Thank you.